0: Welcome to Getting There with Gaz, a part of the Godzilla Media Podcast Network. If it's your first time checking out Godzilla Media, head over to GodzillaMedia.com, Spotify, Apple, YouTube to check out other shows and to listen to past conversations with capital region and upstate New York athletes, coaches, media members, and business owners you might recognize from right here on Getting There with Gaz. Before we get into our conversation with Jordan Canzeri, we hope that you can support these great people that make this show possible. The NFL action is in full swing here at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. We're talking touchdowns, big plays, and even bigger wins. And new customers can bet just $5 on any NFL game to win and get $200 in free bets if they do. If that's not enough, everyone can boost their winnings with DraftKings stepped up same game parlays. Right now, for every leg you add, you can boost your winnings up to 100%. With payouts bigger than ever, why bet on football anywhere else? To make things even sweeter, you can throw down on stepped-up same-game parlays once per game day all season long. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code 518 to get $200 in free bets if your team wins when you place a $5 bet on any football game. That's code 518-518. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. And our friends over at Mohawk Honda, the crisp air is back in that fall weather. Those great fall events, that football, tailgate, and more is all happening right now. And at Mohawk Honda, the selection is fantastic. If you're looking for that new vehicle, there are some great deals going on on Ridge lines, on pilots, on passports. I especially know about the pilots because I got a 2022 pilot sitting in the driveway right now. You can have that happen for you by heading over to Mohawk Honda. When you stop in, it's people that you can trust during the car buying experience. So many times in the past I've heard from people that hate even the idea of heading over and finding a new vehicle because they have the salesperson's pushy and they're this and they're that's not doesn't happen at Mohawk Honda. I know from experience. I've heard the stories over the years of people having a great time at Mohawk Honda. That new vehicle inventory is ramping up too. So those specials on those 2022s are going to be right in your budget. With the 2023 on the way, GM Greg Johnson and his sales team always willing to help you. Shout out to Greg Johnson, man, awesome guy. So happy to be working with him here on Godzilla Media. And depending on when you're listening to this, check out gonzalomedia.com for some future shows when we're going to be broadcasting live. For Mohawk Honda this fall and into the winter. Scott Moynihan's back as well. How about that? Mohawk Honda is bringing 30 plus years of automotive experience with Scott Moynihan back on the team. Stop in, say what's up to Scott, and get yourself a new vehicle. It's Mohawk Honda where they always go out of their way to please you. Now, on to this week's episode of Getting There with Goss. <laughs> Another edition here of Getting There with guys, where we talk about the career journeys of athletes, coaches, media members, and business owners from upstate New York. We got that athlete segment now here in football season. Capital Region fans know him. Maybe some people a little eastern, west of the Capital Region are about to learn his story. Jordan Kanzeri joins us. And Jordan, for those who may not know, let's go back to a younger version of you. Six, seven, eight years old. Where'd you grow up? What'd you want to be as a kid? And was it that same dream job you wanted when you were 18 years old?
1: Oh, so uh, born and raised in Troy, New York. Um, for me, growing up, I my father he was in law enforcement. He uh, worked for the environmental uh, conservation um, state of New York. So seeing animals, seeing you know what he did for his job, I kind of thought that's what I wanted to get into but i would say once i was around like 18 i knew some family friends that were in the fbi so things changed there but even after uh college when i graduated with my first degree it even changed there i was like yeah this law stuff is a little too boring for me so uh finished with a different degree and now i'm in that career but again we can get into that a little later um yeah so for me A lot of people don't know for football being like my main whole background and everything. I grew up without a favorite NFL team. I just love to play and run around Um, for me as well. I think when I was about eight years old, I almost eight or nine years old. I had a bad experience with my Pop Warner team, quit football for a year, almost never played ever again. And uh, luckily, I got one of my buddies to convince me when I was, I think, 11 or 10 or 11 years old yeah, to uh, join a different um, uh, Pop Warner program called the Brunswick Bulldogs out by like Tamarack and stuff. Uh, So finally, it was like, all right, I'll give it a shot. And then ever since then, uh, the rest is history. So.
0: I got to follow up on that because I might have a bad experience. Was it the South Troy Trojan warriors? Because when I was out in Syracuse, they knocked me out of the national championship. When they won that title in 02. they beat me in the semis that squats. So, all right, we'll, oh, yeah. we'll keep that together. So we both got a little bad blood for the South Troy Trojan Warriors. All right. Uh, so Troy itself though, like the high school football program in particular, mm-hmm. your team in particular, you look back at the history. And we're taping this in September of 2022 over the last 10 years. Like Troy High School football is right in that conversation, if not the top upstate New York high school football program. And you and your teammates were a big reason for that.
1: Yeah. Uh, coach uh, Jack Berger, um, he's now helping up, I believe, at uh, Schuylerville. He was a huge part of um, the Troy history with bringing on um, several teams to states. And then Bobby Burns, who is now at CBA, you know, he's just created his own legacy. And he's only going to just continue to make that grow because what he does for his kids and even with the staff is above and beyond. So I was definitely lucky to be able to have some great coaches that I worked with. Um, you know, they made sure we had that strong group that was doing all the 5 a.m. workouts and, you know, really pushing us to the limit on things. And when I even got uh, to Iowa, there were some guys that I met that were like, Oh, we never did that in high school. So uh, (laughs) it was, it was definitely, you know, funny to hear, but again, just very appreciative and blessed to have like the coaches that at least, you know, put me in that uh, action mode for when I right away got to Iowa. I felt like I was already a head up on people.
0: Our visual audience had a nice clue where that college story was going to go as you're rocking the polo on our video side, repping your Hawkeyes. Let's talk about that recruiting process because For college football fans, they might look at the South, they might look at the West and think about, oh, that's where the Power 5 recruits are coming from, that's where the D1 guys are coming from. Let's talk about your recruiting process. What schools were you looking at, and why eventually did you decide to sign with the Hawkeyes?
1: So, honestly, around here, it's a tough thing with recruiting, and it's another reason why I honestly decided to stay in my home area and try to kind of fix this issue but even talking with other colleges and recruiters uh, around here is one of the hardest areas where we don't have legitimate recruiting services that keep track of certain players in the area. So they have to do a lot of groundwork when it comes to recruiting. So for me, I had D3, D2 schools coming in at Troy High, looking me up and down saying, sorry, you're too small. I was putting weight to my pockets when they were weighing me on you know the scales and stuff, and other schools came around like you Albany told me I wouldn't play until my junior year um Wagner came up, so for me, it wasn't really searching or like looking at a specific school. I was honestly just working my tail off and just hoping like whatever came whatever would come would come and um hopefully the best and Syracuse. I got bad blood for Syracuse. I got to admit, um, when they reached out to uh, Berger for our uh, state championship game, said that they were going to send coaches there. I mean, come on. We play the we play the championship game, state championship game in the Carrier Dome. They said they bring people and nobody showed up. Um, and I had a great game. So that was upsetting. And then they offered another running back um that i guess got in trouble for shoplifting or something like that and then they reached out to me from there and i was like nah i'm good um but (laughs) even with iowa i had people that were telling me not to go there you wouldn't play until your junior maybe senior year if any at all um and for me i was just always used to proving people wrong so i was just like nah i know if i go there i'll put my you know i'll do my thing and just studied hard Worked the playbook so hard that I was even reminding older guys what certain new plays were and Luckily got my chance to shine freshman year and score my first touchdown in the bowl game. So It was it was a real roller coaster a lot of ups and downs, but um, The funny thing is a lot of people don't know This but when kirk Ferentz first called me over the phone and offered me a scholarship over the phone I told him no because I had no idea who he was Didn't know where iowa was <laughs> And I had my girlfriend at the time in the back chirping my ear, like, Will you get off the phone? And at that point, I was verbally committed to Villanova. So I was just like, No, I'm okay. He's like, You sure? And I was like, Yeah, no, I'm okay. Uh, But thank you so much. And he's like, All right. And hangs up and calls my dad. And let's just say a few minutes later, my dad called me with uh, (laughs) some words of wisdom. I, I, I just did some air quotes, but um yeah I called him right back and I <laughs> was like I'm so sorry uh yes yeah, so I'd love to come and visit so from there it was history but yeah it was it was a, f- a fun time for sure
0: there's so much stuff to go back to on that it's, it's a great story and thank you for sharing that story about Kirk <laughs> didn't know that's awesome uh for the Syracuse thing and by the way Syracuse people know this yeah that running back position recruiting they said no to Melvin Gordon They said no to Latavius Murray, who's in his backyard. So, yeah, Syracuse has been making some mistakes, and you're on that list of people that they should not have passed on over the last 10 years of that running back position. But going back to that D2 and D3 stuff, that's why it's so hard to read a younger version of you when you're a teenager because, you know, when you're going through that recruiting process, that puts a little chip on your shoulder saying, oh, you guys don't want me, but these FCS and FBSs do. You guys don't know what you're talking about. But then when you've got that, okay, I'm going to go to Villanova. I'm going to go to I. Jordan, you're hard to figure out. And maybe that's how you fell as a teenager. Like, I got to find my path. But all that I'm really sure of is that if I bust my butt, I know I'm going to find my role on the field. And that's what it feels like. Like, you had confidence in your ability more than anything else.
1: Yep. Yep. Uh, I mean, since I was in Pop Warner, I had people telling me, oh, on modified, you won't be able to run like that. Oh, once you get to JV, you won't be able to run like that. Never got brought up to varsity because I had coaches telling me, oh, on JV Jordan, you can't run like that once you get to varsity. And I did. Um, so I was just always used to having to prove people wrong in that sense. So it's right when people were telling me, oh, don't go to Iowa. You won't play until your senior year. I'm like, no, nah, I'm going to prove that I can. And went freshman year and played. And the one thing I realized when it came to those um, decisions between like D3, D2 to D1, top D1A is it's just the confidence in your own staff and resourcing uh, resources. So these D3 schools coming in, they don't have the top facility. They don't have the best strength staff, most likely. They might be confident in their own, but I'm sorry when you compare it to University of Iowa, there's, you know, there's a big uh, difference. But when I was talking with them, they were, all those smaller schools were looking for the fit package already. But when it came to the larger schools I came in and when I was talking to Iowa, their strength coach even said to me is just that we want to be able to see you can just play football. Yes, I was undersized. And yeah, they still, you know, did do a little reach to be able to um, take a chance on me. And everything ended out great. But um, they're like, we're confident that if you can play ball, we'll put weight on you. My man, Brandon Sheriff who's still in the NFL. Um, he, I'm pretty sure he's with the uh, commanders. Um, he was a quarterback and now he's a uh, offensive and might even become a hall of fame lineman. Um, you know, we had tons of guys who came in different positions that were changing, and they would just bulk them up because they knew what to do. But again, the smaller schools, they were looking for the guys that were already like that type of package player that they were looking for. So, um, again, it just kind of tells a difference to me of like confidence and um, what you're able to do with your own athletes, too.
0: So, you've got this situation where you're coming out of high school, people are doubting you. Not only do you get the scholarship and go to Iowa, you get on the field, and a lot of things start to change because I know there's an injury at one point in your career at Iowa. And then as you get older, like we're talking about you being an all league guy and one of the best running backs in the country at one point. Was it the offseason? Was it the attitude? what happens here, your your timeout in Iowa, because it's still going like this out there with the Hawkeyes.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, there was even a point where, uh, to be fully transparent, I thought about transferring. Um, but it was one of those things where I just had to kind of even remind myself where my humble beginnings were. And even though I was confident in my ability, um, it, showed once I just got on the field. Injuries did occur and that's something that I knew would hurt um, the uh, future NFL stock but I still you know just worked hard to be able to get my opportunity but yeah I mean for me for a long time it was easy to kind of focus on the things that didn't happen in senior year especially where you know most people forget and But senior year, I still ended up third-team All-Big Ten. I think I was tied in touchdowns and everything, and I missed four and a half games and um, was, I think, like less than 30 yards away from 1,000, and I missed almost five full games. So um, it definitely, for a long time, I'd sit there and think about all the what-ifs, but I have to be, you know, um, again, appreciative and just feeling blessed to have had the opportunity to play at Iowa, but then at the same time, small kid from Troy being able to go at a school like that in my senior year was the starting running back in our first ever 12-0 uh, and 0 school history regular season. And, you know, I was been playing football for over 100 years, so it's like, it's, it is something that I should, you know, be proud of, and I want to be able to bring that to the Capital Region and uh, hope that I can train or give another athlete another opportunity to even do farther than what I did. Um. So it it was a hell of a roller coaster, great ride, and um, made a lot of real good memories playing there. On
0: our visual side, by the way, and this confirms this is true. I've been voting for the Heisman Trophy since 2015, and you are the last athlete I'm allowed to ever tweet about because you can't talk about the award. So up on the screen for our audio side, it said, Troy's own Jordan Kanzari is putting himself in a serious Heisman Trophy consideration with his efforts for Iowa Huge effort again this week. So man, it was that good. Like we were talking about you was one of the best running backs in the country that people forgot. So mm-hmm. I know you're almost being humble at times, man. That's how good that run was for you at Iowa and what was happening. And that 12-0 season, man. You guys are one game away from playing for the championship. If things go different in that Big Ten title game, if I remember, and yep. it was a wild season, too. If everything happened with those victories,
1: oh yeah. And again, just injuries can do a lot. And we had guys who did a great job being the next person in. Um, Even this weekend, it was really nice to see, even though uh, they didn't come away at the win, Falcons tight end Parker Hesse. uh, It's just funny because that my senior season, we had a huge, huge, huge injury in a defensive end, Drew Watt. If he didn't get hurt, he was 100% being drafted in the first round. My man was a freak. But he tore his ACL or uh, yeah, um, had to get knee surgery. And then Parker Hesse, a sophomore, steps up kills it for the rest of his career defensive end. And now he's a tight end in the NFL. So that's just another thing for, you know, the young bucks and um, athletes coming up is just play your role, but you really never understand and never know where you could really end up. But yeah, um, we, uh, we had a really good line quarterback, CJ Bethard put us in great opportunities. So, you know, as happy as I was with my, um, even with the loss of gameplay, happy with what I was able to do. You know, I got to admit that I had a team to be able to follow suit and uh, help me out to get there. But the one other cool thing that, again, for a while I looked over, but now that it's been a while that I've been done, now I can just really appreciate what I experienced. My very last handoff in Kinnick Stadium was a 48-yard touchdown, I think. So senior game, to be able to end that um, for my career, again, was just, you know, something to really look back on and be happy about.
0: Amazing. Capital Region, Upstate New York, proud of everything you accomplished there. But that's not where the story ends for you. There's still a lot more because although it ends, the eligibility ends in college, you look towards the future, the next step. Let's talk about it. What happens post-Iowa for you? Are you training for the NFL, for professional football? Are there camp invites? Let's go through this process of what happens for you once the eligibility runs out and where your professional career takes you.
1: Yep. So my agent and I would, uh, talk and the one thing he let me know. And I already knew for myself was again, just with the injury history I had with at that point, I had ACL surgery, I had a bone spur injury and then my single, and then my senior year alone with the two high ankle sprains. Um, I knew that was going to hurt my draft stock, but still had teams calling me still had a lot of interest still have you know if they're even still have the job but still have team um um staff in my phone but i just knew for myself my agent said okay jordan you have to get a 4 you have to get you know these certain numbers in your three cone and pro agility and i was real nervous because the week of my pro day I actually pulled my hamstring and after my first 40 yard dash, I go over to one of my strain coaches and I have my leg wrapped. I have a sleeve on, I have all this stuff. And I said to him, I was like, I don't know if I can run another one. And he just looks points around at the whole room. He's like, you see all those um, NFL staff members, all teams here, you won't get another chance at this. You sure you want to stop? And I just told, him, I was like, yeah, hell no. I'm going to keep going. Got all the times I needed. Everything worked out great. Got my camp invite opportunities, um, and then Kansas City. I break my hand, <laughs> so and that <laughs> happened. But I was still placed on injury reserve. Same thing with the Browns when they brought me in their rookie mini camp and um, liked what I did. I landed number one running back on injury reserve, and I go home. Well, back to Iowa. A lot of people don't know this story either. But
0: Before Jordan shares this story he's never told before, we want to tell you about the people that make this show possible. We hope that you can go out and support these local businesses, supporting local athletes in these great communities. It happens with people who support projects like this on Gons of the Media. Let's start with our friends at Johnstone Supply in Troy. If you're looking for that fall project you put off from the summer or with the warmer weather heading out and the cooler weather on the way, you need an upgrade in your home. Call our friends at Johnstone Supply in Troy. Check out the furnace, the boilers, AC units, maybe in the summer, whatever you're looking for. These guys want to help you install it in your homes. And again, if you're looking for that tool, that perfect thing that you need for that fall project that has a competitive prices, stop over to 6th Avenue in Troy. That's right. The Troy Flying Horse himself, Jordan Kanzeri. We're talking about Troy right now. We hope that you can support Johnstone Supply in Troy. Jordan's high school, man. Stop in and say what's up to Jordan. Say, hey. George, I heard uh, Jordan's story on the most recent getting there with God's man. would love to help out the business from his hometown and more. Or give him a call today, 518-272-5922. Just reaching out and saying what's up and saying you support the business is a great deal for us. 518-272-5922. And if anything, head over to social media and find out all the great updates they have going on on the Johnstone Supply and Troy social media side. If you want to head over. Johnstone Supply Troy. Search that on Facebook. You can go right to their page and see all the updates going on, whether it's tools for those projects, AC units, furnaces, boilers, keep your home warm, whatever it might be. They got you covered. Johnstone Supply in Troy. And if you're looking for that engagement ring, that perfect holiday gift, the birthday, the anniversary, and more, visit my friends over at Lily and David Fine Jewelers, Route 50, the shops of Wilton. I know from experience that's where I bought my engagement ring, the wedding band I wear in public, Past birthday gifts and more. Alyssa, David, the family owned and operated business and helped people find exactly what they're looking for. And now they can do the same. Guys, I get it. You have so many things on your plate. You don't know about jewelry. You want to make sure you don't screw it up. You want to make sure she's getting compliments from her friends and her family and more. That's what Lily and David fine jewelers can do for you. They'll find the perfect gift that fits your budget and still gets you those great things you need. And guys, trust me, with football season here now. If you want six hours to watch Red Zone, if you want to cheer on your favorite college football team, if you want to head out to the tailgate and enjoy the afternoon with your friends, got to make sure you take care of her, the wife, the fiance, the girlfriend, whoever it might be. And it starts with getting that great gift at and David Fine Jewelers. Go out and support them. Family owned and operated business. We love that we can have those type of people. Alyssa, David, Tammy, Jacob, everybody from the team right there, helping you continue to build that relationship. Have those great memories and more and celebrate those great moments in your life. Lily and David Fine Jewelers, Route 50, The Shops of Whitlam. When you stop in, tell me you heard about my story, Goss's story, from right here on Getting There with Goss. All right, speaking about stories, Jordan, let's hear this maybe never-before-told story about what happened with you in the NFL.
1: Went back to Iowa, got surgery, and less than a week later, when I'm in my hard cast, I get a call from the Rams when I'm bartending at like eleven o'clock at night, saying we're calling you and two other running backs to come out tomorrow. We just cut a guy. Whoever does the best, they're not going home. So I cut my cast off at the bar, flew out, and no, I was. They told me I wasn't even allowed to work out for that whole week. But um, I went there, showed up. They saw my stitches. Were like, "What the hell?" I'm like, "Oh, don't worry. I was supposed to get him out soon. Like you, you can take him out. Took him out. Luckily, my hand didn't reopen." Um, so I perform, compete, and I was confident, but, you know, right after we were done, they literally said, you two, you're done, uh, This to this other guy, you're staying. So I'm walking back to the uh, hotel room, and it's literally on campus where we practice. And so it was less than five minutes that my agent calls me and says, Jordan, they said they really did like you, but their team doctor wouldn't clear you for another month because of your hand and they need somebody now. So disappointed, frustrated, but I took the decision to either stay home and train or I took an opportunity that was presented to me to go play professionally in Japan where their contract wasn't very binding. So I'm like, okay, if I want to leave and if I get a call from a team, I can just come back home and play regardless. So it's fine forgot about the time zone and (laughs) first week there I get a call from the Jets while I was sleeping and then by the time I woke up and called them back I saw they signed somebody else I was like oh crap and uh second game in there I tore my other ACL so a lot of injuries a lot of ups and downs and you know a lot of bitterness to be honest but for me again I took some time with the healing process mentally as well but again i was just very happy to especially my second year when i decided to go back out into japan and play the whole year um the experience was amazing i was instead of being bitter about not making it to the league i just fully just immersed myself in the culture out there and still have a lot of amazing friends still have teammates that are out there still playing keep keep in touch with so Just being able to play professionally in Japan for two years is something that, you know, a lot of people can't say. So even though things didn't work out the way I wanted to, still just very appreciative of the opportunities I had, the experience and memories. And now I'm back in this area. And again, my mission is now I want to be able to help athletes around here make it even farther than I did.
0: I know you feel competitive about it. I can still feel it on you that you want that opportunity. You want that shot. I do want to go back to Kansas City and Cleveland, though, because I don't want to overlook what really that moment was. Because let's remember it. I know looking back now, you feel like, what if this happened? What if that happened? But you you got there, man. Like, you got the helmet. You got the jersey. You got the workout equipment. You got the calls. You're at a bar and the Rams are calling you. Like I hope looking back six, seven years past this now at this point of, okay, like, I got a shot you know there's there's few people there's a lot of people who dream of what you got and i hope you still think back you're like was there a moment where you got to appreciate it or were you just locked in you're like yo i gotta make the roster i gotta do that because i hope with hindsight being 2020 you're like yo I, I i got there like it happened i got to be a, a part of this nfl thing
1: mm-hmm. yeah no it uh definitely took time as i said when i was like in the moment um things were rough and for me All the things that I've gone through, you know, I just try my best to eventually (laughs) at least have that optimistic view or just the seeing the collateral beauty, um, seeing the things that I was able to gain and appreciate, even though a lot of things went bad. um, It's something that, yeah, as you mentioned, a lot of people would dream for that opportunity, even going to the Rose Bowl even though Christian McCaffrey completely made it his highlight film, still to be able to go to the Rose Bowl when I grew up watching, and one of my favorite games was the Reggie Bush and Vince Young Rose Bowl, um, just to, yeah, be able to sit back and think that I was able to do that from this area was awesome. And for me, again, with my goal of now is, especially with what I was able to prove being five nine, I walked into Iowa 172 pounds and started over guys and got the opportunity to play in the role uh, sorry in the uh, Insight Bowl our bowl game against Oklahoma over juniors, sophomores, other freshmen that came in at a, you know Texas and Illinois that were plus six foot 200 pounds but I a five nine 172 pound athlete freshman year, put himself in the position to play because I worked hard and I studied the heck out of the playbook, didn't make mistakes. So it, I'm just happy that if I was able to do it, it just proves that it's possible. And one issue that I have around here that, you know, uh, again, it's something that I'm desperately trying to change. is just the mindset overall mindset that around here, we only have D three talent and there was a coach I was talking to the other day. Won't say any names, but, I straight out say the main reason why I decided to stay is because too many people believe that we only have D3 talent around here. But if we start young and there's plenty of guys that are capable, they just need the right guidance and direction. And we can have guys go and play at great schools. The guy literally looked me in the eyes and goes, yeah, but I mean, it is true about only D3, D3 talent. And I'm just like, I, I don't know what else to do and say, but there's, it's, it's, it's a lot. But that's that's a whole other um whole other fun topic to get into.
0: Don't worry. In the future, I'll be having you answer more of those questions. And that's a big burden you're carrying on yourself of almost being the face of this. Like, yo, we can do this in New York. We know you know it. You've seen the workouts, you know, the talent, you know how thin that margin can be and how guys can get over the top. If they're given an opportunity now, this next question, uh, it might feel awkward for you. It's going to feel more awkward for me because I'm the Albany Empire broadcaster. And, and when I interviewed you years ago on the radio side, they brought in you and Wade Hansen mm. as signees for the Albany Empire. And a lot of fans didn't know exactly what happened with that. I'll just you know, I'll, I'll, I'll give this to you. I felt very frustrated by the interview. And I don't think I've told people this before. I was very frustrated with the interview with you and Wade, not because of you guys. You guys are great. But it felt like it was presented like you guys were already on the team and they're like, oh, we got the two local kids. Uh, make sure to get your tickets, by the way. Now, look, there's new ownership. There's new management. I don't feel as bad about that because they're different people. But right. I feel like I kind of set you up for that, right? Like, did it piss you off Is basically, you know, let's just not sugarcoat it. It pissed me off how the Empire thing was presented. Am I wrong yep. with how you felt about that situation?
1: Oh, no, you're not wrong. Um And the only reason I can say that, even besides my own self personally, is you are not the only person to say that. Um, Even the fact of, you know, friends of family and family themselves and what they told them and, um, you know, for them too they wanted everyone to buy their tickets nice and early. So they're literally making all these promises in front of my parents. So whole family bought season tickets, all these different things and all that. And then all of a sudden they let me go. But for me, it was still, to me, something that I was frustrated, but at the same time, I kind of knew it was going to happen because I'm a running back, and in the AFL, there is no running back. It's uh, pretty much a lineman slash fullback. And as soon as they said, okay, you got to go at slot, that was something particularly new to me when i was doing my nfl camps they had me there a little bit so i did do some practice and later on um worked with uh, a player at iowa who played in the nfl tim dwight who is a track star specialist um return specialist all the whole nine and so i did get some practice but it still was like new rules new position i knew that when I started catching wind and hearing that all they were doing was signing these veterans, I was like, all right, well, I know I'm kind of close to the chopping block. But again, it was just with expectation for me, where I was like, all right, I'll just work as hard as I can and what happens, happens. But for me, when I got let go, I was like, whatever, I'm on to something better, because um, I just got a uh, reached out from the Saskatchewan Rough Riders from the CFL to go do that tryout. And then once I heard Wade got cut, that's when I was like, okay, this is completely messed up because he was dominating and killed it. And then there was another safety, Brandon Fuentes, um, who I think he went to St. John Fisher and still friends with him now. He got cut and he balled out in camp. But what was the common denominator? We were all rookies never had experience in indoor never really knew the rules and then what happened after they signed veteran after veteran after veteran so that was something that it definitely did burn a little bit just because of yeah they the way they were talking the way they were presenting saying they already had plays lined up all this this and that i didn't mind because i know i had a really bad hand issue and um, back. I pulled my hamstring. Um, no, I pulled something in my lower back, but I just kept pushing it through where I was like, Oh, I don't even feel like I'm playing at my top, but I'm still doing good. But then I remember um, when I was working with this one group, I was at this event in Crossgates and I saw Joe Sykes and great guy. Love what he's doing. Um, him and his wife are uh, have been doing uh, with Transform the Capital Region with um, their Um, brand. But he even told me, he's like, everyone was surprised because you were the fastest on the team. And I was like, yeah, I mean, I don't know, but it definitely was vocally seen to be more of like a concrete thing. Um, Even if it was just special teams or just like jet sweeps or anything like that. So um, yeah, I would say it, it did leave a little bad taste.
0: It adds more context for this for people who might be outside of the capital region at that point, there was only four teams. So like, look, if the league's 10 teams to the league's six if the leagues, eight, it might be a whole different story. They might be like, no, obviously he's making the team, but with a smaller league, they might be like, Oh, we know this guy. We know that guy that never made sense. I just wanted to address that because it was not well handled. Personally. I'm glad you felt the same way I did. I felt weird about it as a media member where I'm like, dude, he's why? why is this presented like this? This is not right for the audience. This is not right for fans. Yeah, but you're a pro. You handled it like a pro, and I'm glad you did your thing, and you balled out and did what you had to do. You've mentioned this throughout our conversation today, too, like the new future for you and working with young athletes. So uh, best advice for young athletes, if someone wants to be the next you, the next Jordan Kanzeri, whether they're in Syracuse or Rochester or Troy or Scotia, Glenville, wherever they might be listening to this, what's the best advice for that young athlete to get where you got in your career to Iowa, Division One football? to NFL, to all these different leagues, what's the best advice you could offer them?
1: Uh, I would say words of wisdom to remember is believe in your vision no matter what, because the amount of obstacles I had to face and go through. And again, people telling me not to do this, not to do that. If I listened to any of them during the way, none of my future would have been a possibility. Um, it's where if you don't have that belief, then all already you've l- closed all the doors in front of you. So you just have to continually see your vision and believe it no matter what, and put the effort and time in. Because I was, I would say that, yeah, I don't care if it even sounds cocky, but when I was young, I would put my life on the line to say that there wasn't someone working harder than me, but it doesn't mean that only I can do that. Every person is capable of doing that, but I just believed in it and dreamed in it and focused on that opportunity. And it didn't matter how big things got. I just kept my eyes on it and worked as hard as I could. And, you know, what is there is now history. And now I'm able to use that as a stepping stone in stage to be able to help others. So there was definitely times at Iowa where, you know, I let certain things get to me and um, later in life where uh, different experiences also halted me and got in the way where, again, it just took me another opportunity to learn uh, through some trials and tribulations. But it's just, again, the fact that I still just believed in no matter how many people told me no or told me I couldn't, or it wasn't a possibility I just had faith and things worked out. Heck, even my freshman year, my strength coach literally in front of my whole, in front of everybody in the weight room told me that I was a China doll and I was too small and I wouldn't make it in the Big Ten and that I should just go home. And, yeah, it hurt to hear. But, again, immediately I told myself, no, it's not true. I don't believe him. And I was able to finish it out. So, uh, yeah, I would just say believe in your your vision or believe in your goals no matter what
0: thank you for sharing your story this is one of my favorite stories i've ever got to share during football season for having that chip on your shoulder that self-confidence so many young athletes with social media expanding and the criticism coming through they're not used to handling it and you just sharing that story at the end of yo you can use it two ways you can fold up or you can ball out and you continue to ball out and do it man so people want to continue to follow your story if know what you're doing now you mentioned troy high school before but what is kind of that role you guys are doing now in the future and helping to expand those new york recruits out there
1: yep so right now i do my own like football consulting working with like individual athletes where i'll either help them kind of understand the recruiting process a little bit more and like give certain tips of like how to kind of give yourself a certain edge or get um some extra exposure i also do something a little further on which I've done it more individually as like control groups, but now starting um, next year, it's going to be, I'm going to make it a little more broad, but doing highlight film revisioning and also uh, hit film construction because everybody knows our attention spans are just getting shorter and shorter. Look at TikTok, look at everything else. It's just like it's tension grabbing, quick things that just people gravitate to. So, recruiting is doing the same thing and it's, and it's changing so quickly. I remember even my like second to last year at Iowa, one of our um, receiver coaches who now is at Stanford is literally like, I got to learn how to use Twitter now. And, but (laughs) it's fast. But what the issue that I come across and that a lot of parents and athletes don't understand is when it comes to the recruiting, You have recruiting coordinators, you have individual staff that are hired just to watch film, and then coaches will only be presented something if it's already past a certain level or something that just somehow lands directly on their desk and luckily they got the time for it. But most coaches will give a film 30 seconds if they don't like what they see, they turn it off. And with that, it becomes very important on your play selection. And what you decide to do with your highlight and how the ordering you decide and one of my clients i worked with he had great film great plays but his best play that gave me an overall like honest like wow that was a really good play was four and a half minutes deep and that's the point is sometimes a play may look like it's deserving to be up front but it doesn't really show your true athletic ability like another play that you didn't even realize really did. So with my background and all the people I've been able to see and experience and play by and how many of my teammates are still in the NFL and guys that I got to play against and see, I feel that I do have um, a step up to be able to like help out people in that area. And the other plus is if I do not know I'm going to somebody who actually does my, I still have, you know, one of my best friends, uh, just as an example, Jake Rudock played quarterback here at Iowa last year, transferred to Michigan, played Harbaugh's first season as their head coach, won the orange bowl against Florida was on the Detroit lions. And then also the Miami dolphins. So if I'm working with my quarterbacks and I have something, I don't know, I'll literally call him and he will give me answers and do what he can. So I have guys with different positions, guys at different colleges that are now coaching, and I just want to be able to use the resources I have to now give kids in this area a better leg up. So right now I'm also officially working at Troy High School um, as uh, a principal's assistant, and then I will also help out on the track team. But um, just to give a heads up, Now that I have access to our facilities and I've been granted, we're already in the works of creating and starting um, skills and drills camps. I think in our area, some places we focus a little too much on physical contact and just hitting each other and not really helping these athletes understand what it truly takes when it's just, you got to have good footwork, you got to have good coordination, and different things like that that can be taught without clocking heads and having more physical contact when you get plenty in the in, um you know fall camp and going into the season. So I'm going to be holding my own camps coming up, and, again, I just want to be able to use everything that I've learned and what I've been able to gain, and hopefully it can help one person. It will be enough, but trying to get tons of our athletes around here to be able to have the same opportunities as me.
0: I'm so excited for the future. I'm so glad you hopped on. This is the perfect platform to do this, we're trying to make people better, whether whatever it might be, a business owner, a media member, a coach, an athlete, sharing that wisdom that you're going to hopefully listen back to this a year from now, three years from now, and be like, okay, that was the start of a new journey, and look where we're standing now after all that conversation, all that talk, and all the things we were able to help those athletes and you mentioned it, too. That skill set that you have that you're talking about, man, there is value to that. People care. People don't even – there's an audience that doesn't know what you're talking about. As someone who played D3, I can point to guys on my team and be like, you would have played at a higher level if you knew how to put the tape out. You would have played at a higher level if you did this and that. and every. I'm so pumped for you. Jordan, thank you so much for taking the time, man. I know you're super busy with all that on the plate. Best of luck going forward. I'm like super excited to follow your story, man.
1: No, oh, appreciate it, and I'm happy to hop on anytime. So thanks again.